episode 27 of All the Horrible Things. What are we talking about this week, Mr. Pagnosi? We're talking not only Prey, but the Predator franchise. Because the whole Predator franchise, but we're focusing enough on this Prey because this is what's the most relevant. I want to ask you, because it went straight to Hulu, yes. right? Yes. How well does this do if it was dropped in the theaters? Not as well, I don't think. I think it broke records on Hulu. I think it's its biggest premiere ever. And I think if you had just put it on or released in theaters, you would get your horror fans who were going to watch it regardless. But by putting it straight to home, I think you opened up that audience to the masses. I think I, I completely agree. And it became less of like a a macho movie, if you will. That first predator is macho man, macho man's across the board, right? We got two, two governors in that one between Schwarzenegger (laughs) and Jesse Ventura. Uh, but yes, I think this made it much more accessible, giving it kind of, uh, the antithesis of the title with prey instead of the predator. And you have essentially a female lead, I, are we, I'm not counting the Predator, which we want to talk a lot about yeah, that, yeah. just the nature of its being. But this one, I feel like, became much more accessible because we have a period piece, for one, and there are so few good Native American movies out there. I was trying to think about what are some good ones. I can think of one that I love and two that I've seen that I know other people sort of okay. like. Uh, one, the one I love is Last oh, of the yeah. Movie. Oh, yeah. I just rewatched that. Love that movie. Yeah. Daniel Day, Madeline Stowe, in fact, there was a reference to it in the latest episode of Only Murders in the Building, where uh, Martin Short's character has to abandon some dips in a stairwell, and he says, I will come for you! I'll come back for you! He's quoting Daniel Day That's underneath amazing. the waterfall. That's amazing. Stowe. It was, it was uh, great. But that, to me, is probably my favorite Native American movie. I remember thinking Dances with Wolves is okay. I'm not a Kevin Costner fan. And the new world I know got panned. That was the Colin Farrell right. one. Uh, but other than that, I mean, in, in, certainly in terms of action, sure, Native Americans. I don't think there's a lot out well, I'll, there. I'll tell you, that's what I think is part of the beauty of Prey is it's really bringing us something that we haven't. And, seen. I, and I'll tell you, one of the largest problems with those three movies that you mentioned, those were all led by white males. All of those movies <laughs> that's a good point. were driven not to bring in actual Native American actors, although Les Mohicans and Dances with Wolves has Graham Greene, who's an, an amazing actor. Right, but, it did have the, yeah, the surrounding. Yes, character. however, this... Certainly not our Irishman. Day <laughs> day. <laughs> this movie, I believe, is the first all-Indigenous cast um, Native American film. I think, um, I mean, granted, you have the actors who are playing the, the French uh, traders, but this main cast right. was completely Indigenous and I don't think that's ever happened before. Uh, another movie to add to your list of, of Native American movies was Thunderheart with uh, Val Kilmer. And okay. um, but what, what was the premise uh, of that one? Because I didn't th- see that. That one. had to do with, um, I believe, a murder on um, tribal land, and they brought in Val Kilmer. As okay. this. But the, the problem with that is is the same problem with the other movies we just mentioned. It, it was led by a, a white male actor. Uh, who was you know the hero? The, like they they needed an outsider to come in to fix problems. That's ridiculous. Uh, I will say, um, I don't know if anyone's seen it, but also on Hulu, very funny show, Reservation Dogs. 
Uh, Reservation Dogs, Taika Waititi, definitely produced, enjoying that one. I would say that there are some comedy and dramas out there yes. with Native Americans that are pretty decent. Yes. Smoke Signals being one of them from back in the day. But no action. And honestly, Native Americans were like the first action heroes in a way on this on this continent. Well, they, you know, and I think that's really were. displayed well in this movie that they're able to, you know, conquer the lands yes. and conquer any sort yes. of animal that they came across which is amazing certainly not something the englishmen were doing at uh in the 70s no and that's a great so, point they so. were some of the first like action stars but they were also played by white people but not only that they were the first villain you know um which was wasn't fair you know <laughs> we're coming in and taking right. um land and then also you're the bad guy <laughs> for some reason because yeah. you're not you're not handing over you're yeah that that's the thing Here's I loved about prey. Chicken pox for you. Yeah, exactly. That's yes, the thing I loved I about prey. Completely agree with you there. And part of why that happened is I I read a re article stating how one of the producers on it, I think her name was I don't know how to pronounce the first name is J A H N E. It seems like it's like a Jane sort of thing, Jane Meyer, but she is Jan, actually part of the Comanche Nation. Jan Jan Meyer, part of the Comanche Nation herself. I guess she's a, a Blackfoot as well. So she was one of the main producers, went there, and I guess the director, Dan Trachtenberg, really gave her a lot of say in making it authentic. And I think the authenticity, yeah. A, they're actually speaking Comanche when we do get those moments of the Comanche language. That's legit. Yeah, it um, is. And then I guess like the rituals in the, the essentially teepees, everything they're using, all the tools of the trade um is all you Accurate. know backed by someone who is part of the tribe which i definitely appreciated that's amazing and legitimacy i i saw a brief um interview with the actor who plays um our main character's older brother who is the Tabe. yeah he's also the pronounced the the war chief uh he had mentioned that at one right. time in development of this film there was a chance that it was going to be all in comanche the film, like all the actors were going to be speaking Ooh, Comanche, which would have been. What do you think about that possibility? Well, here's the thing. That actor said that he went into the audition and he did it in English and he did it in Comanche. He said he has learned a lot of languages, which I thought was really cool. Um, I think, you know, as stubborn as Americans are with, um, you know, just. It's not going to break records on Hulu if people start it and they're having And they have to read, I God mean, forbid. The of America. God forbid. Terrible, terrible education yeah. system. Most of us can't read over yeah. here in the States. So uh, we definitely, I feel like, needed that English language, but I like that they spruced in some of the some of the. Oh, it was languages. certainly one of the first things I noticed about the movie as, as it was starting. I was thinking, wow, this is, you know, this is um, sort of that film rule that they've created over the years that we're hearing them in English, but they're supposed to be speaking Comanche. It's just that we can understand them. And we learn that when we right. get to yeah. one of the, the trades, the traders. And he's like, I've learned your language. Exactly. And I'm like, oh, you're speaking English. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah I, it was certainly crossed my mind when, when it started. I was thinking, that's interesting that, you know, they're not speaking in, in Comanche. It was, And it's cool because it was the Northern Great Plains. Do you think? This is kind of our zone. Is this Illinois? Was it potentially Illinois? No, I, I don't. What, what think did you think it was? Because there was too many. Too much there was too many mountains. It on. had to have been, and I don't even. I mean, this is my 
poor public um, education. I, I don't know if the Great Plains are considered up into Montana because to me, it looked like it, it should okay. have been like a, a North Dakota or a Montana. Although I don't think you've got mountain ranges okay. like that in, in North Dakota either. It almost looked, and I know that they filmed, right. they filmed this movie in Canada, um, which, you know, like probably up in Vancouver. It, it, it looked like the Rockies though, you know? It did. It was a little too mountainous for having it state that it's the northern Great Plains, mm -hmm. and then you see ridiculous mountains in the background. That, that, that quibbles, 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 right. quibbles. Let's I really quick talk about how th this movie is maybe better than the first one, and, and it's because they track the same best elements, ultimately. Mm -hmm. And that is the setting. Ultimately, in the first one, you have the jungle, and I don't think any movie does the jungle better than that first predator movie agreed the way that that's filmed you're like flowing through you i mean the leaves are constantly in the way of the camera in a good yeah. way in this one i feel like you are in the thick forest for most of the movie in a way that just really immerses you i felt like it was as immersive as the first one in bringing us into uh the setting 100 percent in it and it's um it, it creates that um unequal challenge for for the the predator which ultimately is what the predator wants it wants to be challenged to um the ultimate hunt if you will and the same thing's happening in the first movie the predator can only know so much about this jungle like our our uh our squad evens the playing yeah. field they like to even the playing yes. field that's actually something that pops up in the predator which uh, let, let's mention just really quick. In the first movie, we have Shane Black, who's uh, one of the guys who's going in there to, they're essentially lied to. They're really going to rescue a CIA agent. Right. Um, and then they're dealing with Russians and Schwarzenegger's been lied to <laughs> yeah. by um, Carl Weathers, yeah. <laughs> who gets his comeuppance. But Schwarzenegger's been lied to. Um, but I wanted to bring it back to The Predator and ultimately how at the end of that, you have one of the Predators who's trying to upgrade the DNA of humanity to make them more on the same level as the Predators, even the playing field right, again. Right. So that's right. When we're talking about the setting, being in the jungle evens the playing field. That's why two doesn't work as well. well no. I mean, certainly writing's a thousand times yeah. worse, but you're putting the Predator in, you know, a city and it just doesn't work it, you, it doesn't have that same sort of like dread factor of being in the wild right. and it really kind of takes away from the themes that made that first predator work and that's what i see happening in this new one is you get that just primal native sense of it that you don't get in a lot of the other predators tries predators tries right. the one with adrian brody but it's a little too slick yes uh, a little too formulaic too you know it's that 2010 zone where it's kind of paint by numbers i still really enjoyed a lot of it but it's one of those things where you don't really get to know the characters in the way i would argue you do in the first one and you certainly do in this new one yes Fred. yes they're yeah. kind of more stock archetypal and while it's that's kind of the case in that first one i still feel like all the guys really had their own you know personality and that's why i brought up shane black because he was the director of the new one the predator from 2018 yeah. and he happened to be the first victim of the predator <laughs> yeah, in the first uh, movie of, of the team in the first yeah. one so and he was he was the guy that was telling all the really really bad uh jokes about 
female. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now, so he had it now, you know, it's interesting because when I was rewatching Predator 2, I was thinking this is the same problem. I mean, the, our character has the same problem, right? They don't know anything about the Predator. They're, lear- they're learning everything again. So it was almost just like a really bad remake of the first movie in the city, which they thought, right. you know, at the time, especially in the 90s when they were, although very, very weird. Um, they, they filmed the movie in 1990 and it takes place in 97 as if it was some sort of dystopian future, which was very <laughs> weird that they thought. And they still got the and, same cars from Well, there's that, but then all their guns have some sort of weird like scope on it. Like, like they thought that was going to be a oh. thing. And also they did some really weird things by choosing the, um, the gangs were Jamaican and Colombian, I think, which is a, right. a really weird choice. Yeah. You yeah. Know? I, I didn't really like that. Uh, what, what the movies do with people of color as could be its own cast entirely. Um, I don't think it's as conscious of societal issues as it's been in this new one, because I do feel like a, it's dealing with the analogous nature of, the French and you know not the English as well, but we focus on the French here invading this land in the Destroying same way the predator it. is invading yeah. Earth. You know we have that analogy that works similarly to what's going on with ultimately you got the Cold War as the backdrop of that first mm-hmm. one, right? Because it does last into the early '90s, and this is 1987 in the first one, and the Russians are the adversaries who have taken the CIA agent in the in the first movie, whose name I don't know if you're aware oh, I know. of this or if you remember. I know. It. What is it? Yeah. Jim Hopper. <laughs> What's Jim Hopper? Jim Hopper, which Jim Hopper, also has to be, yeah, is David Harbour's character's name. And I know for a fact people are blowing it out of proportion and trying to draw a conclusion and merge these two worlds that Jim Hopper is the same Jim Hopper because he talks about fighting in a, in a, in a war. And, and at that time period, this takes place in the 80s, what would that have been? Where would he have been? Really you know, leap to try to... It is a leap, yeah. but it's an integral character in Predator. And the way that the Duffer brothers do integrate all the lore from these 80s movies. And you, well, I mean, obviously we're talking about it as a horror movie. Predator is certainly action. Yeah. But in, at its heart, this is something I really want to talk about and why the first one and this newest one work so well is their slasher movies yeah. without acknowledging that they're slasher mm-hmm. movies. Because essentially we have... One person of the party at a time getting sliced and off out yes. of the picture. And the first one, as I mentioned, is such a macho, macho man movie. But this new one really evolves in that we do have a final girl, right? We have a final girl who who's dealing with throughout the entirety of the movie being underestimated right. because she's a girl, right? So it's dealing with these gender issues, I feel like, in this new one in a really important way that I feel like maybe they tried to dabble with race issues in the second one and stuff like that, but it was never as effective as I feel like they tackled gender in this one. And it's really the only one I can think of that does gender well, because let's think about our female characters in the previous film. Well, in the very first movie. Right. The woman that they capture, who's really part of, uh, like what do you call it? Uh, the gorilla, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like an right? anti. She yeah. can't be trusted. She can't be trusted. But she's a badass. And ultimately, she's fairly badass. How, do you, what, I don't really remember what she did that was that badass, other than you know getting sprayed with blood when yeah. she was being 
you know, carried around the jungle. Did, uh, does she actually? Well, I just would have fight. No, I just would have said I can't remember the, her role in this movie and what she does in the the situation she's she's put herself in to save her people, you know, and get rid of the um the okay, oppression. That's, that's I would say fair. she's a badass. You're right. Her her role in just the bravery of being in that situation. I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Uh, the second one, we certainly got his cop buddy that's with him, yeah. who's a tough cookie. She is. Um, but she doesn't really get a payoff, and I'm not sure. No, and they also. Do we, do we care about any of the characters other than Danny Glover and maybe Gary Busey no, in that sense? There has to be deleted scenes from this movie because remember they established that she's pregnant? Oh, wow. Yeah, talk about it. They throw it away, and I I don't know if we're supposed to believe that maybe she's got this secret relationship with Danny Glover's character. I don't know, because they did not let us Uh. know. But they did let us know a little bit about the Predator who was not willing to kill this individual because she had a baby. And And I'm thinking, if that was the payoff, I don't know if I care enough that the no. predator is that I mean, it was, kind. It's hard to care about much that happened in that second one. And even as much as I love Danny Glover, I really, I mean, his character was his, like his lethal weapon character. I don't feel like he was bringing any sort of new insight well, I didn't, into I didn't it. Buy it in, into how he was this huge action. They didn't do enough. I mean, they, they showed right. him running into, um, you know, gunfire in the beginning, but it was more to like save his fellow officers. It wasn't. Yeah. Not, the guys that were wounded. Yes, yeah. I mean, that was his job. That's what you're supposed to do. I right. didn't buy into the fact because there wasn't enough backstory on his character. They gave more information about Bill Paxton's character being the Lone Ranger coming in. Uh, That's yeah, right. I, I, I think that those characters weren't. It missed the yes. mark. It, 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 yeah, Predator 2 missed the mark. However, we'll talk about it in a little bit. It's integral to this one, and I never thought there would be a connector to Predator 2. I don't think a lot of people remember Predator 2. I mean, I'd seen it a couple <laughs> times as a kid, and I had to revisit it to really be able to talk about it at all because it was kind of super forgettable. But one thing I want to talk about that Predator 2 missed the mark on, even though it does lead to this prey, is the first one and this one works so well because there's only one Predator, right? There's only one. I think when you add more, and granted, it's not until the end of Predator 2 that we get the you know, whole team of Predators, but subsequent ones all have multiple Predators, including Predators itself from 2010, and then 2018 also has multiple Predators as well. And I think just there's something about the one-on-one, the mano mano that works so well with this Predator series, can, that this this new one just agree. killed it with I'll that. You, it makes it scarier. It's scarier, and it's less confusing, by the way. I mean, right. these characters don't talk. <laughs> it's it, it just gets a little bit messy when you introduce more Predators. Yeah, I agree. Although I do like seeing the variant faces of that's, the predators. There's something to that. It's a little bit different in, in, in uh, the predator, right? Because the new one, I mean, this is 1719 that it's set, but it's it's uglier. It it's definitely, is. it seems like it's a, like a Neanderthalic yeah, sort of evolved predator. Into a, a less right. ugly predator. <laughs> Which is a big question for me yeah. because. We got to talk about it. If this is set in 1719 and there is this connection to Predator 2 that involves the gun from these French trappers uh, that ultimately is acquired, I guess, in this one, right? Correct. 
but in prey it's acquired but it's is it that same it's not that same predator that then gives it to danny glover as no, the reward for being it's not it's it, not it, okay I, so that they don't live that long that's something i'm really curious about is a lifespan of a predator unless it's been I, I think it's fair to say they do not live that long and i think it's also fair to say what they did there by establishing that gun and tying it into i mean i think that they they set up the fact that the they're they come back Right, because at the end, at the end okay. of prey, we are now left with this gun in her possession. How does it get back into the hands of the predator? And I think that's kind of how that is that setting up prey too. Is that what we're getting? What I'm is that the likelihood? That's what I'm suggesting. Yes. Okay, how they get the gun back from her, which doesn't bode well for Naru if they're getting that gun no, from no, her in the next unless, one, right? Unless it's passed down to a different family member. That's true. They they can work it out. Let's talk about Nuru really quick because our actress uh, Amber Midthunder, and as you mentioned, she does have um, Native American heritage herself. Uh, what did you think about this casting? I loved it. I, I have seen her in a, a couple other projects, okay. and I really. What else have you seen I her, saw in? her in? A really interesting straight to Netflix movie with Liam Neeson um, about Ice Road Drunk. Oh, okay. I forget the name of it right now. It's probably called Cold <laughs> or something. Um, but I thought she was a really interesting character in that, and I, and I and I liked her in that. Um, and now I'm blanking on the other projects I've seen her in, but I I know I have. Uh, I, I liked her. I thought she was effective um, when I was watching it with Mara. She mentioned something that kind of stuck with me in that it looked like she was going to Coachella. Just she looked <laughs> so modern, I guess. And granted, these people that look like that going to Coachella are really culturally appropriating themselves, that of which was accurate then. Um, she just looked too modern i guess gotcha. um but once you got into it i didn't think it mattered i just i i did see what <laughs> she saw in that it seemed like she was she was going to burning man or something and wasn't actually in 1719 you know i didn't feel that way with any of the other actors though they all seemed in their time right. i guess uh but there was something to that where i just i saw some of modernity even through the way she talked and expressed herself and i i, I don't know I, I did enjoy it and granted i mean she surpasses any of that and that was really toward the beginning um but there there was something to that it did seem like i don't know she was wearing makeup not necessarily in the way the native americans would you know it was more movie makeup I, I, versus you know when you have that's a tough one oh, sorry, go know, ahead, that's yeah. a tough one because i know the director went to certain lengths to make sure here here's an example the dog which is a fantastic character and yes very rarely does a character like that make it entire movie and i was very pleased to see that, that type <laughs> he of, almost <laughs> bit it though the oh, french almost took him oh, out that type of dog apparently i think it's called a carolina was one of the first breeds ever brought to america so really uh, 16,000 years ago when we have a land bridge from Russia to Alaska that's when men started inhabiting this part you know this part of the world and those were the dog the dogs they brought with them which huh. is a very small but amazing detail that the it is. director made sure like okay if there was to be a type of dog what would it be the other cool thing though is that that character was also paying homage to the dog in Mad Max that Mad Max had 
um, I think it was in in the sequel actually. Um, Mad Max has a dog, and I think that's what Dan was trying to do with that. Now, I also just remembered that um, our main star here, Amber, was in Legion. Was in the show Legion. Oh, thank yes. you. Okay. Yes, yes I, I absolutely loved that. And she was show. great in that. Um, she grew to be great in that. I feel like. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. did like her by the end of the yes. show. One hundred percent. Uh, because it was a really interesting character because she's half old white man and half exactly her, her character's like two characters it in melded. one so it's a really hard part to yes. pull off but i was i was pretty satisfied with, with what yes. she did there thank you for that that's exactly what i remembered her from um so my my point was let's, uh, let's move make the oh, makeup sorry, may have been part of what the comanche did and not other you know uh i i don't know enough about that i i liked when she had the black across her eyes, I thought it looked really badass. Yes, for sure. And that's actually something I want to mention too, is I feel like the advertising for it, even the little that I've seen, even just the front page of Hulu when it came out, is so effective because you got that neon predator blood yeah. streaked across her. It just, it makes you want to watch it. I feel like with the PR team for this one really nailed it. Uh, you know, of course we were going to watch it no matter what, yeah, but I right. could see people that aren't familiar with the franchise or really marginalize what Predator is because Schwarzenegger was part of it or, or whatever, for whatever reason. Um, or the fact that it was cheapened so much via the Alien versus Predator series. <laughs> Could get back on board and, and acknowledge the fact that it is moving the series yeah. further. Life. There's there's places for it to, to grow. There is that, like I said, the, in the same way horror can be metaphoric Predator had that potential to be metaphoric and hasn't since the first one really done it effectively as, as it has. Completely agree. Um, and brilliant where we, we start this. Um, if it's a, if it's taking this into a new direction, we could now pop into the 1800s. We could pop into the, the twenties right. <laughs> predator versus Al Capone, which is a terrible idea. But the point is, You've got these great moments in American history, if that's what we're going to do. That's true. Yes, because let's let's not forget that this does establish that this is the first time a predator has hunted on Earth. Right. Because they make that pretty abundantly obvious, I feel like, because it seems like he is actually go, kind of going up the apex predator chain. You know, right. it, it's it's finding its way to man being the biggest right. predator on the, Earth. The because snake. what does it start with? Yes. Is it the snake? And and she's the first one to like notice who would skin a snake? Why would they do this? And they're not eating it. Right, they just right. Skinned it, and then he moves on to the dog, right? Or the, the wolf. wolf? The wolf. Right, I'm the sorry, wolf. not the dog. The wolf, which is a great scene where great it's him being the wolf. Great scene. Oh my goodness! I was a little disappointed. And then later, because I was, what were you disappointed? That wolves hunt in packs. I wanted to see him up against an entire pack oh. of wolves. Touché. You know, yeah, that might have been. That might have been. I understand what, um, what was happening there. <laughs> yes, and let's talk a little bit about how it is the first time. So we have, as you noted, kind of a more primal-looking face, a new, a different type of mask, more of a stone mask instead of the metal mask. Um, and of course, I, I don't know if you remember, but he still has the the little thing on his helmet Correct. that's his gun. But instead of shooting out the blaster or whatever it was in, in predator from the eighties, it's just arrows. It's very similar to, he doesn't have any sort of explosive weapons, in right. this, which I, I think is kind of cool. He's in terms of his weapons, similarly using that, which the native Americans are at the time. 
So I definitely dug that. Yes. I mean, there was some really cool moments, though. Like, even though he's not shooting out lasers, he still has the technology to, you know, use the laser. And this is the first time man has seen what a laser would look like. And they were mesmerized by it. It was really, really cool scene. (laughs) Uh, I also think it will... And it was the first time you'd ever seen the three red lasers, like, separate, because it's always a triangle in every other Correct. one that shoots the laser directly at something. But this one, it started splitting up. One of the three went to the eyeball, and the other one to the chest. And it was, you know, it split out the three arrows in three different spots that were all kill yeah, shots. You I, know I, what I mean? Guaranteeing that this thing I think that was just the would. director coming in and making an improvement on that. <laughs> like, why, yes. why not? Why not yes. try this? I completely agree with you. There are there is two aspects that I felt like were more advanced than we've seen in later Predators. One, of course, just has to do with special effects, I'm sure. Being his invisibility yeah. is so much so more much effective better. in this so movie. Much better. It's kind of like more of a, a rippling water yeah. than it is like blur. The, the layered lines, especially in that first one. I don't even remember. It just like it's like a Russian doll in a way. <laughs> yeah. The way that they stack on each other. I, I, I felt like that was great. Plus, in all of the earlier movies, you always see the Predators using some sort of salve to fix itself, making these right, crazy concoctions. Right. Um, it's really harped on in the oh, second. Oh, God, one. the scene in, in the this oh. one, it has. <laughs> the scene, the in, scene the in the bathroom in Predator, Predator 2 is notorious. Oh. Uh, but this one, the only time we see him using any chemicals, which is something, it's, you know, it's a trope of the Predator movies, him using all these kind of like juices and stuff anyways in this one he has like this mist which seemed to uh, dissolve the organic matter on the wolf's face yes. so that he could get to the skull yes. which they collect all the skulls the mist just seemed more advanced to me than stuff he uses uh 300 years down the right. line just dripping stuff to to you know i mean again that was an, an improvement on the lore but not necessarily on the timeline of, of what they would be doing right. Feels like a, a future predator would be using a, a yeah, dissolving. It, it was a little bit uh, backwards uh, in the sense that like his some of his technology right. was advanced, and then some of it was, I think, supposed to give the idea that their technology isn't there yet. Like the helmet, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, I can forgive it. I can definitely of course. forgive I'm it. I'm not for trying that. to. Yeah, does, I'm not trying to find flaws. I, so lo- I loved it. Amazing. <laughs> yes. Uh, enough so I've actually watched it twice now. Nice. This is that good. Granted, for the cast as well. But one other thing I want to mention, the first one and the second one have in yeah. common, and I think what makes it work is that there's stoic performances. There's no goofball characters. You know right. what I mean? This did not need – Predators don't need, like, ridiculous comedic relief. And granted, Shane Black, I guess you could say, was sort of that in the first one, but he literally only had the two jokes, and then he's dead. You know, in this one – I just feel like when you have the serious characters in a Predator movie, it just works. Well, better. how about how insane you know I mean? you know Thomas... Yes, yeah, like Thomas Jane's character. Yeah. I, I I mean, that I love Thomas Jane, but his character was so out there. It was almost like that character Murdoch in the A-Team. It's like, wait a minute. You're, you're insane. Yeah. You, you're insane. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I don't know. I and, Okay, and let's talk about Predators here, because I feel like that's another one where we got to some outlandish characters that don't really help. You have um, 
the guy from the hateful eight who's also on vice principles he's like this horrible character who was in oh, prison Walton, on death Walton row goggins and Walton goggins yeah. thank you and he's just over the top horrible yeah. we're like and then you, of course, on top of that, have Topher Grace, who's then a serial killer at yeah. the end. It was unclear to me, I guess, in Predators, how they amassed all of these characters that were all, you know, I guess, predators in their own right. Yeah. But how do the predators have a sense of, of what's going on culturally and politically or like to know that this guy was a serial killer? Can they read headlines and stuff where they would know Topher Grace's character was a serial killer right. to collect him to put him on the island. now predators has some big holes for yes I, I will agree uh, with that that one from I, I I could see where you're definitely making that um that connection I would also argue though in predator 2 it's very much established that Predator is only after people who have weapons. And right. we see that on the tr the tr subway in, in Predator uh, 2. Like, he ends up killing all those, those civilians, but because they're all armed. So, right. is there... Now, this is me defending it, which is probably not even needed, but is there a chance that all these people who were assembled and put onto this Predator planet, were they all just found in combat um, because I think they even established that they're like, I was fighting in Russia. I was fighting or I was in the jungle or was Topher grace in the act of murder then, you know, I mean, is that, okay. you know, that's, a, I mean, I'm taking yeah. a long shot on there, but just to try to justify it and then try to tie it all together. That is the only thing that would make yeah. sense. I don't know how, if Walter Goggins was about to be uh, put to death, Who's he fighting? Maybe I guess one of the guards. Could or have been, yeah. Because his teeth are knocked out, right? I'm gonna run with your yeah, theory on I don't that. Know. That's right. Because that that would that's the only thing that would make sense, I guess. Because I don't think they can read, and that's actually one of the few things that is a trope in Predators that was missing from this one. There was no voice mimicking, right? Did I did I? There was no voice mimicking. They make such a big deal in all the other movies of how the Predators will record the voice of some of the humans and then use that voice right. later to lure right which is other and right. predator yeah. 2 used more as like a gag um what is he <laughs> yeah, like candy got like i don't know you're right but I, it, it works effectively i feel like in the first yes. one especially because when he's about to self-detonate and then he uses the guy's laugh yes that he had that's recorded. iconic is great i it predators when danny trejo's character is like uh, down and they're not sure if he's dead or not but you do hear his voice and we know it's the predator but they don't uh, I thought that was effectively done too I liked uh, its ability to mimic the uh, voices I thought that's such a great like duck call sort of thing for a hunter you know what I would, that a hunter would I, do I think you're, you're, you're absolutely right I'm trying to run through prey in my head and you know what it is it's because they don't have that updated helmet that's what it is okay. you know it, it probably it. records yeah, the bone helmet not it's the, the updated helmet yeah. Because it's such I a great that. thing. Here's, here's right. one thing that all Predators have that Prey didn't have that would have nothing to do with um, technology, and that's bodies being hung from the tree skin. Yeah. That's in every other one except for this one. Yeah. That's such a staple. Why do? Granted, we get animals that have been skinned. Right. Granted, not even just by the Predator, because the French 
destroy all the buffalo yeah. and skin them. That's a gruesome scene of all the dead buffaloes. Um, but that's such a big part of Predator to see those bodies hanging from the yeah. trees. And certainly when I was a kid, that was such a memorable oh, absolutely for me to see those bodies no, hanging from the jungle trees. You're right. And uh, I think they could have worked that in a little bit. You know, This could have been one of those moments, though, too, where maybe it was too gory and they removed it. Maybe they did see I mean, because it's such it's set up. It's set up with the snake. It is so the true. payoff would have been so easy to justify. But maybe it was too violent. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to make an excuse because I don't know why they wouldn't do that. It's it's it is part of the franchise. Are they are, is Predator just not there yet? Does he not know how to skin a human? <laughs> Right. Well, yeah. That's I don't know. Point. I don't know. Maybe he just didn't have the time to do it yet, you know, because for the most part, all the people that he had skinned, he'd had the opportunity. But for the most of this movie, he's kind of like on the go, either chasing her or, or chasing the French guy. So right. After him. Um, speaking of another trope, we do get a little bit of this, but traps. Traps are such a big part of the hunter prey dynamic. Mm -hmm. All the other films have traps that we have the French setting traps for him in this one yeah. uh, which involves them tying Nuru and Tabe uh, to I guess a tree and then ready to pounce on him of course he's able to thwart right. one of the best action sequences partly because it's so smoky yeah. there too foggy and smoky just a really fun uh, set piece that I just absolutely adored the action throughout the entirety of the movie. I thought all the action that, sequences are pretty badass. That was a question I had. But this one especially. Were were the French, were what? they burning the forests? Were they doing like a deforestation to push the animals out and then they would kill them? Because I, I was, I yeah, I so. was trying to think like, why, I mean, it is smoky here in this moment. Um, and yeah, what a, what a great scene. But also the other trap that they use is that snare bear trap type thing. I don't think it's quite a bear trap yet. Right. Which is also used brilliantly when she throws it. Um, right. You know? Yes. And that's such a, it's such a cruel way to trap oh, something. Too, it is. That, you know, it really, <laughs> the humans are almost worse than the predator because the predator, when it kills somebody, at least in this one in prey is, be more humane than the humans well, you know i, I think... mean think about how they when they caught naru they put her in a cage oh, yeah. and they're like poking and prodding at her that is not something the predator would do predator has a little bit of integrity a little bit well of honor, she, right? she even identifies that she knows that the predator doesn't like when she's tied up she, like we're not a threat i mean i think right. it's a big question in the movie like who really are the monsters here and it was yeah. it was the the impending colonizing there's a people coming in and just taking up all of it, which still happens um just taking all of the the actual things that the people live off of the buffalo and bison it was insane that they weren't even using the whole animal that's the that's the monster right there all of the animal usages in this film i i thought were really really effective mm -hmm. Uh, there's there's two scenes in particular that I adored. The first one being her fighting the lion in the tree. I want to get a oh, screenshot yeah. of the when she's in the tree with that mountain lion. It is such a cool yeah. night shot, such a cool night sequence of it climbing the tree. Didn't look too CGI. No, it looks great. I adored it. It looked very cool, and it was it was scary. And this is even before we're, we're dealing with the predator. And just to be clear, that lion is who slashed one of her um, fellow tribesmen, right? That they find, and then she gives him that 
coldening flower. Yes. Were we to believe that that was the lion and not the predator? Because the predator had not so. come across man. I yet, think right? so because okay. there's no way that you come in contact with the predator and really live unless you're our main character. You know, I don't think the predator would have just slashed the guy and then he escaped. There's no way. Yeah, that's yeah. I think you're right on on that point. Granted, she isn't able to finish the job with the lion, and her brother does, and has to kind of bring them both back, which is a big point for them. Like, no, you shouldn't come back out because I don't want to drag your ass back right. again. But do you think they ate that lion? That's something I wanted to eat you. Are they eating the the lion meat? And what does lion taste like? I don't know if they are. I think they they have to get rid of the lion from because it will scare off the other animals that they need. I think it's mostly to just because okay. I don't think you eat lion either. You don't. Eat I the think lion. you use okay. the other right. parts of the lion. But I think um, the Comanche were probably using yeah, too game, the, right? Too yeah, and they're probably using the skin though, and the and the um the hide and the, the nails. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. that's and essentially they do pay respect to that which they kill. That is fear, similar to how the predator does. So. Um, okay, let's let's say they don't eat the lion, but the next big animal, which I'd be surprised if they if they had killed the bear right. and not the predator having killed the bear. I think they might have eaten the bear. For some reason, I think they're more likely to oh, eat yeah. the bear than yeah. lion. I'd say so. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think bear meat's probably a little bit better. But the bear scene. Let's talk about the bear scene it's here great. for a second because it really has the two parts. Oh, my It's goodness. another moment where I'm scared the dog's Does- going to die. <laughs> Yes, right. And she's so lucky that it chased after the dog when it had made it up the hill instead of uh, just finishing her off. The dog saved her life. Correct. 100%. She trained that dog really well. And they... uh... But then, of course, we have the predator popping out when she seems like she's going to be mauled by the bear. Right. And it's... It's... uh, It's a good fight. It's a brilliant... Go at it for a minute. A brilliant idea to even have... The predator fight a bear i mean it may have been where this whole if i'm a screenwriter it may have been the whole idea where you get this movie you're like what can predator fight and you're like predator fighting a bear okay and then you kind of go backwards from there because it was awesome it was awesome and, and you know what i will say it for was. a movie that probably could have gone to the theaters but we're glad it didn't it went straight to um hulu mm-hmm. Very great production value, especially on some of these, you know, scenes that like you could you could argue could have ruined it if if the if the bear looked more cheesy, yeah, CGI yeah, or yeah. whatever the hell. Yeah, no, it was it knocked out of the part with the production value. I, that's that's one of the things when I first asked you, should it go to the theater? Because I felt like some of the shots were just so gorgeous. Yeah. I wanted to see them on the big screen similar to what people probably associate with Dancing of the Wolves, just the big sky. You know, you got so much big sky during a lot of the film that you would just want to see on the big screen. That's the only thing that made me really want to see it in the theater Mm. was the cinematography and some of these shots that I felt like would have been overwhelmingly cool when you're sitting on your couch. Yeah. detract a little yeah. bit but in terms of the bear scene when the bear ultimately like crashes through the beaver dam that she's hi- hiding yeah. in it's like right there his dead head is right there with her it just again goes back to how immersive i really felt like you were you know a bird perched on her shoulder right. throughout a lot of right they did a, in the best did a way. great job uh also I, w- I wanted to mention before we we go past to rewind a little bit and talk about the 
uh, the member who got slashed by by the lion, and they did such a good job of setting up. And it was kind of like I didn't put it together right away because I was thinking when she's stuck in the mud, I'm like, oh, they're going to pay another, you know, great uh, homage to the first predator when Schwarzenegger covers himself in mud to lower the body. Right. But the flower, the orange flower that they established from the the mom teaching her to and then she says it's going to lower his heart rate. It was just really, really smart. It was essentially that was the replacement for the being covered in yeah. blood because it, it slows your heart, but it also like cold coldens the blood right, or something right. the way that they put it. Because at first it seems like okay, it's just establishing that women hunter gather or not. I'm sorry, they're the they gather the berries while the men right. do the hunting, right? But obviously she is the inverse of that. Totally flips the script with that. But at the same time, she's able to use those same skills that she's expected to know about the plants. Mm-hmm. And so superbly, she saves the guy who's dying at the beginning. She essentially probably saves the guy who was slashed by the lion by giving him these this little orange flower Definitely. that she then later in the film gives the a Frenchman, the only right. Frenchman that was sort of nice to her who could speak the language, and then using it herself to, you know, not be seen by the predator. I did think that was a really cool way to avoid his his heat seeking, because that is one of the other things that I'm always kind of curious about is what can the predator really right, see and what right. can it see? Because I was I was dabbling a little bit in Alien versus Predator Requiem, and it just seemed like he could see so much in yeah. that movie that he shouldn't have been able yeah. to see. I, I mean, I mean, in that he and essentially dissolves the body of a predator who's already been died but that body would have been cold how does it see it maybe there's a tracker on him mm-hmm. or something but it just it seemed like he shouldn't have been able to see stuff that uh, yeah that's that's one of my but the granted the avp movies are are not something we probably should be referring to <laughs> <laughs> uh no but it makes a good point is that every monster should have some sort of Achilles heel, a weakness and the predator's vision, which is one of its weapons can also be it's, uh, <laughs> if I go back to predator two again, where they're in that weird meat locker warehouse and their whole idea mm-hmm. there blows up in their face. Cause predator can switch that vision. And that, that comes later, I think with that helmet that they can adjust right. which type of temperature or whatever, type of view they want to use that was just another really cool okay. that, that's that's yeah cool. another cool way to, to level the playing field which is another great scene though when when uh when they're they're escaping and and, and uh the brother shows up on the horse like a badass <laughs> yes yeah that was a sad when they when he's tied up he's like i just need to get a yeah, horse yeah yeah, yeah. i'll be able You're to like, do it all i need is a horse <laughs> and this thing's gone Easily taken out of I just had a horse. Yeah. Uh, he was fun, though. I mean, and even when he was being misogynist jerk to her early in it, he still did it nicely. Yes. You know what I mean? He, he wasn't, like, overpoweringly douchey no. about, like, what they expected gender roles to be. Granted, it was his sister. Maybe right. it was a bit different. It I was just going to say that. Obviously, we see what happens with the other uh, male tribe members yeah. who do treat her so poorly. And, you know, she, she freaking fights that one dude. I Hardcore, know who's like, <laughs> I know. Uh, and she's she puts up a good fight, man. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I, I, you don't want to mess with Naru. Yeah, I don't want to defend the the gender role, but I think it was because it was his sister, and he was doing it somewhat out of love, and then somewhat he had uh, a role to play within the tribe and against those yeah. other the other bros. <laughs> He's got to look cool, 
Yeah. Well, we all know that and she's better than all of them. Exactly. Plus, her mom was was pretty foreboding character. I don't think either of them necessarily want to piss off the mom if no. he was too much of a jerk. To her. He's no. gonna he's gonna get an earful from the mother. Yeah. So I, I totally get that. But it did make him much more likable, I and mean, you can't help but root for him, even though his uh, gender <laughs> ideas are like uh, off. Right. I. But what do you think about uh? Let's let's end the grander scheme of things. This is a Disney property now. Predator and Alien both. Yeah, isn't that weird? Disney, isn't that weird? Didn't you think it would hurt them more than help them? Yeah, but they're still able to. Not what happened. Well, they're still able to release you know under that Fox banner, and and I think ultimately this only means that you won't see this on Disney Plus. Although they have they have okay. started to change the Disney Plus app where you need a special login if you want to see stuff that's not intended for a younger audience. You can set that up as a family um, so the so kids can't see like the new Deadpool movies that will most likely still mm. be on that plane of, um, you know, violence. What What is the basis of having because Hulu is owned by Disney right why not just then merge the two just disney plus then has essentially like you said the stuff that's going to be more adult and you need to have a proper login do you see the value in having two different streaming ports yeah they they do different things um hulu has the whole tv aspect you can do hulu live they've got the whole fox library they're able to get away with you know right now and i think inevitably you will see them merge because you've got big platforms like HBO that has like Warner brothers. Uh, they just bought or discovery plus is merging and discovery. Yeah, and yeah. I think essentially HBO max is done in a year and they're going to have like a whole new one. Or right. Something. And, and that's, that's what I was, I was reading. All these apps are basically finding a way to turn into, you know, their own libraries, but their own basic, you know, like their own cable platform ultimately. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, maybe it's not a bad idea that they do, end up you know merging into one platform like this is all the disney stuff and all the fox stuff so you doesn't get i mean you kind of have to if you want to compete but yeah it's also scary when disney are they really concerned with calling it like a fox production anymore though i know you're gonna keep like the fox header on on movies that were you know made back then but like fox isn't making anything anymore right there is no 20th century fox anymore it is it's been absorbed by it's Disney. been absorbed but so. I, I think it still might be a division of uh, is it I, I, okay. it just it just right. really yeah. means they own the properties so and the the only right. real reason they did what that was for the marvel characters that that um that, that they needed oh, to get their hands nice. on that's what it all comes down to is disney just wants everyone to play in their sandbox <laughs> Was it, is it the Fantastic Four specifically that they had? And X-Men. X-Men and the Fantastic Four are are the ones that Fox had. I get it. Okay, cool. But now they, but Um, now they have. Really quick, there was. Alien and Predator. But now they have. Alien and Predator. I know. And, and Buffy, you know me. (laughs) And they own Buffy now too, which is very exciting. Um, Speaking of Buffy and like the mythos that's created there, I love how they did bring in the Comanche Mupitsi. She said, because when they're asking her, what did you see? What did you see? It was like a Mupitsi, which is this mythological giant yes. in Comanche, yes. uh, which I thought was cool. It was just so fun to get actual folklore. Know, history in yeah. The history of the I lore. mean, I dug that's it. that's the, the cool thing and needs to be respected uh, and done right. Like Prey, 
but when you see these other movies that are just like we're gonna pluck this from native american folklore like the wendigo or um you know they've got all this amazing folklore that needs to be done right and by the right voices and i was really glad too that they they tried to compare predator to something within their own mythos too here's a quick question though because you mentioned it's the first cast all with native american uh descendancy what about the guy who played the predator dane de Ligiero. yeah apparently the guy used to be a basketball uh, player is he t- him too I don't know. Is he also? I don't know. Okay. All right. They should. <laughs> that would be cool if he didn't. But at the same time, you know, if you're going to make anybody a non-Native American, make a this white guy. Well, do you know the, the history of the, the, the actor of um, the original Predator? You know, the original Predator no. The original predator was Jean-Claude Van Damme. It's not a, it's not a joke. I didn't The know original that. actor in the Predator what? movie, and I think they shot a good amount with Jean-Claude Van Damme. The Predator costume was completely different looking. It kind of looked like a giant, like, ant eater type thing. Was not as scary. Oh, wow. Jean-Claude Van Damme had, like, passed out a couple times in this suit. So they scrapped it. Because <laughs> they were filming in the jungles of Mexico. Yes, and they... So it would make sense. It was going to be crazy. They end up scrapping that... Uh, creature design they lose van damme which is weird that he had signed agreed to do it anyway when his face isn't even shown and they get this right. other actor and i'm blanking on his name i think it's a like kevin peter hall or something like that he goes on to play right. predator almost like you know freddy krueger you know it's like the same actor throughout uh, up until i think i think he did i think he did the alien versus predators but um yeah, I think he was not involved in like the uh, Predators movie, but okay, uh, yeah, tall guy. And plus, like, okay, so so you're telling me there was a different Predator look? Do you, was it still Stan Winston? Because I know Stan Winston's the one that uh, created this, one, uh, designed this, the Predator we know. You know, that's a great question. I don't know who. That's unknown. I, I yeah. would. Say, <laughs> this is me just making a guess now. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say they brought him in Probably to save not. the day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that's something I, I want to look up now that, that you bring that up because that's just interesting. <laughs> it is. Um, the last shot I just want to mention because you know me and my Jurassic Park fandom. I really felt like the shot where they're running through the tall grass. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And the predator's chasing them, but he's invisible, so all you see is the grass going yeah. down. It reminded me of the raptors chasing them in The Lost World. Yeah. Um, toward the latter half of that movie. I just It brought me back because I love that sequence, and I just love that overhead shot of running through tall grass. Just mm, hits home. I don't know, something about uh, it just hits hits home. Especially when when you know at the start of the movie we find out that they're like in the the, the planes. Like we need to see that. We need to see and, yes. and I'm really glad that they they filmed that scene. It, oh, well, I guess you can see a little bit of it with the the wolf scene, but not to the degree of excitement yeah. as being chased same. through it. <laughs> I just the overhead or something about that, you know. Yeah. Uh, it just worked. It just worked. What else? Is there anything else you want to talk about with this uh lovely franchise that i'm really hoping does do a prey to yeah and, you know comes half, half close to matching how good this one is but you know it's hard to pull off a rebooted sequel you know let alone absolutely i mean i i was really impressed i i knew going into it i mean there was some early reviews that how like how good it was and i was really hoping those were true and i was 
really impressed. I really enjoyed this movie. I'm also really, really glad they decided to go the way they did and not just pick a man to play this part, that it was about a young woman who, you know, against all odds, you know, her tribe didn't believe in her. Her mother barely (laughs) believed in her. Uh, Her dad, though, you have to wonder, he gave her that hatchet, which turns out to be a really cool weapon throughout the movie. You kind of have to think that the father secretly knew that she was going to be a warrior he knew that she was going to be badass yeah. yes yeah. and that hatchet comes in so handy when she does get stuck in the was it quicksand quick mud just some was... sort of marsh because that's such a fun it scene. was that's one of my fears man to just get sucked <laughs> into the earth like she, she does I know. Just move a little bit and you sink further and further uh it comes in handy then attaching that little rope oh man to the hatchet i think you know it, it, it cool. showed it like, you know that she's um how she can adapt and improvise. And I think that not only made her a better hunter, but it made her, um, it also ultimately saved her life the way she's able to use that weapon. And uh, yeah, I mean, how cool is it when she comes back to her tribe, she's got the green blood on her face, (laughs) carrying the head and they're like new war chief. And like, you know, like there was nobody (laughs) was complaining about it monster killer yeah i mean i always do wonder about that blood though because i mean you think about alien blood being so acidic is this this is apparently a safe blood because they'd be touching it left and right 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 Uh, well you you have to just hope that the the predator has a similar makeup that we do it's just different body temperatures is really all it was that's true and yeah they do mention in the predator uh, that it does have human DNA in it. There is some human DNA within the Predator. So, so if someone had sex with an alien. Something to that. Ah! <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> On Just that note. <laughs> On that note, stay away from aliens. Well, yeah. Stay away from Predators. You gotta, you gotta watch it. Praise amazing. I'm hoping for more. And unless you got anything else, uh, stay alive, people.